Hi, this is Katrina. And this is Christina. And welcome to Kingdom Kinesis. We are a movement, and our goal is to inspire women to move beyond their potential and shift into active pursuit of kingdom assignments by connecting them with resources and information to help them do so. Our name, Kingdom Kinesis, translates to Kingdom Movement. Potential energy is stored, and kinetic energy is energy that's in motion, hence the name Kingdom Kinesis. You can also join us live on our Facebook page, Sundays, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, please enjoy the show. Okay. We're here. Hey, ladies. How are hey, you? Guys? I know. Hey, we're here. <laughs> are we here? We're here. We're here. We're, we're here. here. You All know right. what I'm going to do? I haven't shared yet, so I'm going to share. Okay. Guys, okay, let me share too. Guys, share. Share, 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 Are everyone. Share. Sharing is caring. I sure. never taught my kids that. Did you guys teach your children that? I never. No. I never did. <laughs> Okay, let me share. All right. I'll do the same. I know. I feel like this is a stretch before, you know, going on the, the court because we're about to play. Play right. ball here. It's going to be a good, good, good podcast today. It is. Excited about it. And let me get her in there and hit a post. Perfect. All righty. Well, All right. um, I think we got a couple of people in the room, so I am going to introduce all of us today. <laughs> all right. righty. So welcome, ladies, to another Kingdom Kinesis Facebook Live podcast, uh, Kingdom Kinesis, where we inspire women to shift past their potential into active pursuit of their kingdom assignment. Uh, we are excited to have you join us tonight. Um, we would love to know who's all joining and watching with us. So if you right. can, yeah. in the chat, let us know where you are from. I'm going to tell you where I'm from. I am sitting in St. Louis, Missouri, and it's kind of cloudy and it's going to rain. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, please don't forget we go live on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's 2 p.m. for my central folks. And we encourage you to check out our page throughout the week as we are adding more and more content. And now I want Katrina to introduce our speaker of the hour. What if I said, no, I won't do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going rogue. I'm not going rogue. No, guys. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Uh, like Chris said, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate the love and support everyone's shown us so far. We're at week four and we are up to 180 followers. So thank you so much. Thank you very much for all the love and support. We appreciate that. But let me be quiet because tonight we are discussing, or today we have a, a very important topic of discussion, um, all about money matters and myths and limiting beliefs. And we, you know, we, we believe in bringing the best. We believe in bringing the best. And so we brought one of the best to your just plat to your to your house, your living room, to your car, wherever you are tonight. We are right, okay, or today. Um, we have financial guru and coach and CPA, Takesha Artist, with us. 
Takesha, welcome. So, just welcome. I mean, I've been talking to you already today, so I'm just be <laughs> quiet. Okay, I just thought I was going to say we had a great conversation earlier today, and we're excited to have you. So without further ado, please, by all means, feel free to introduce yourself to our audience, and then we can get the show rolling. Yes. Okay. Thank you, ladies, for having me. So I am Takesha Artis. I am actually a financial life coach. I do have an, an, over 20 years of experience in um, accounting as a CPA, but more recently, I have been on this mission kind of calling to help women transform their beliefs in their bank accounts. And yeah. it's important to me because I've always been told to be my own financial plan. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we take that seriously enough, especially now with COVID. It's almost like if you didn't have a backup plan, you have to create one. And I'm not just talking about like your finances. I'm talking about a backup stream of income. You know, we have been taught for so long that we should rely on these good government jobs or, you know, that good paying job. Well, some of us have seen that that's really not true anymore. So it's really helping you shift your mindset, your um, how you handle money, how you think about money and how you are with money. So I'm excited to talk about my favorite subject. I'm excited too. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I like to spend it, but we're not talking about that. We're going to give me a check today, okay? We're going to have a, a mindset overhaul for me in the name of Jesus. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> so, Takesha, you know, it seems that, you know, when things are good, money seems to be no object. It's not a big deal. But when things are bad, um, it's usually a first concern. So can you talk to us about preparing our finances in the good times so that we are prepared in the bad times? That's good. So I think it's all a matter of understanding that there is no good time, no bad time. And mm. so when you shift how you operate with money, how you build your relationship with money, it's just all the time. It's kind of like a lifestyle change. And so if there is a bad time, you don't really notice it because you've been operating the same throughout. So a lot of my clients, we aren't really affected by it because it's, it's a way of life now. Mm. And so if you haven't prepared for this, I think the first thing that you have to do is understand that you have to change how you think about money. And this mm. is what I mean by it. Money is just a tool. It's not good. It's not bad. It is a form of currency. And so to have that form of currency in the bad when you need it, you have to save or put something aside when times are good. And so the problem is when we when it's bad, that's all we focus on. I don't have enough. And what that brings more worry, more doubt, more fears, more scarcity. Um, and we're in reaction mode. But if you can, when times are good, say, I am putting something aside for the good, the bad, the great, the freedom, uh, the life is lit. It just becomes a, a lifestyle change. So I think right now the very best thing to do is to kind of look at your expenses and see where you can cut back. Now, I know everybody's like, well, I've cut my expenses. True, but have you really? You know, we <laughs> say like, right. you know, we're not buying as much but Amazon is still delivering. <laughs> like, you know, we just aren't going outside. Me too, we still aren't going outside, but we are still having those same spending habits inside. So, you know, really look at your spending and look at it from, I call it like the four categories of spending. Okay. The first one is the basic needs. So that's like house, 
um, utilities, you know, the things that you must have in order for you to survive. The next level is your security. Well, to me, that's the things that are going to make me feel most safe. So your savings mm -hmm. account, your 401k, your investments, if you have those, those things that are kind of long term, but they still build that little bit of security. Then you go to priority. So those are the things. And the thing with personal finance is that it's very personal. So what may be a basic need for me may be a luxury for you. Or what's a luxury for me may be, you know, in your mind, unattainable. So everybody needs to understand you determine and you define your level. So your priority levels are the things that you have to have. But if you got rid of them, life will still go on. You know, right. your quality of life will, it may go down a little bit, but you're still good. And I, I gave this example the other day. The internet is basic in my house. Cable, we can get rid of. But the internet is a basic need here. So other people may be like, well, I can get rid of all of that. So that's what I say when I mean, you know, it just, you define what those are. And then the last level is luxury. And that means different things to different people. It could be fine dining. It could be vacation. You determine. The problem is that when our income reduces, we still buy priority and luxury items because we're mm -hmm. used to it. Mm -hmm. And so when times are hard, you want to go to the top and start cutting down. Get rid of the luxury. Right. Then look at what priority things you can cut back on until you know this is over with. And then say security needs to stay the same, but what I was spending on those, you put that then into your security. So what you were spending on luxury, you not or um you know, some priority things, you fund your security. And then you your basic needs are always covered. That's good. That's good. I think it's interesting that you said, you know, it's it's not, it's about a mindset of preparedness over time, planning yeah. over time. And we're reminded to do that constantly when you go through scriptures, actually, you know, I love the reference to the ant and it, it, it says, you know, be like that ant that's always you know, or is, it, or is it the grasshopper? I think it's the ant. Somebody, if you're watching and you know which which insect the scriptures reference, if it's the ant or the grasshopper, which one collects over time to make sure that it has the stores that it needs. But that is true. I think for me personally, I could say I never until now the COVID shift took place, and we talked about that earlier. Until now, I never really prepared. I always found myself like on this hamster wheel trying to keep up and I was being very reactive versus proactive because I think I just didn't have the bandwidth to sit down and deal with my finances. And I know we're, we're going to cover that a little bit later, but you make some great points around that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And I think COVID, although it is a very uncertain time, I think this is a great time mm -hmm. for people who needed to rest to rest and those people who needed to kind of kind of get that rebirth to come out restarted refreshed renewed whatever this is a great time for those dreams that have kind of been pushed aside to get birthed again yeah. and so you know i say like you can you can have the luxury of being quiet if you needed that or 
taking that time for yourself to be with family, whatever you need it. But now it's time to get into action because I said, when the outside opens, you need to be prepared again for the next shift. Like this isn't the last kind of transformation shift that we're gonna have. We're gonna have another one when outside opens. So if we aren't prepared for that, we're gonna kind of be pushed back again. And what happens if just like every year when the flu season comes out, this thing comes back around mm -hmm. in the wintertime? Like, what are we right. what are we doing to prepare? So this to me was like a wake up call. It, it allowed me to yeah. kind of take moments for myself and kind of relax. But then it allowed me to say, OK, where have I been playing small? Where have I been neglecting my finances? Where have I been neglecting my health? Where have I been not showing up for me and mm. kind of reshift everything and go full force? COVID is giving a lot of people great opportunities to either push forward and kind of start new businesses, start um, taking their finances seriously. Right. Or it's going to allow you to kind of shift behind. One of the things that, you know, I was talked about last year was, you know, they always predicted this recession. Um, it was supposed to be third, fourth quarter. We talked about that. I remember that. Yep. But third, fourth quarter. And so one of the things I talked about last year was that, you know, with each recession, people get pushed behind. So middle class will be lower middle class and upper middle class will be then middle class. And so to help protect you kind of stay where you are, you're going to have to kind of get out of that debt, change your spending habits, change your mindset and build your savings. Notice I didn't say investing in there. This economy is kind of all over the place. So there's not one good investment right now, to be honest, like real estate people are like, okay, invest in real estate. But it's all good until your client, your tenants aren't paying you. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, <laughs> that's true. You you mentioned um, were you about to say something? Because I don't want to cut mm -hmm. you off. Because I want I wanted to ask you about the stat you shared with me before about either dressing oh. and that was I was shocked. So I and I don't know where I read it, and I tried to go research it. I am one of those people like I want to. If I see something, I want to go back and kind of research it just to make sure that I'm giving, right, you know, right. good information. And I don't know where I read it at, but it said that in this, um, you know, after we come out of COVID, if you aren't mentally and financially prepared, you're going to be pushed five years behind. But those who are prepared will be pushed five years ahead which makes sense because they say so many millionaires are made in recessions. Well, mm -hmm. it's true because we're prepared. I'm saying we, cause you know, I'm going to be that. We're prepared for this yeah. because we understand that, you know, and it's not to say that, you know, you'll become the millionaire in this. You can also plant the seed now to be the millionaire when we come out of this. This recession isn't gonna stop just because we go back outside. Like it's going to trickle for a couple more months. This is great because you are explaining the world system that we live in. And we are supposed to be in the world, but not of it. However, there's an interplay between kingdom folk 
and the world. So it's good to be informed about what's going on around you. And you remember that you are a kingdom economy. So, you know, if you get that, you've gotten the word, make the shift. There's a possibility of God redeeming you by five years, right? Yes. To leap ahead right now, which is a blessing. But this is, once again, this interplay between the economy. He might very well download in your spirit to invest. He might very well tell you to partner with someone, but I think it's key to know, to keep your eye on the pulse and to pay attention. You know, when you look at scriptures, there was always interaction between believers or Christians and non-believers. We, we, there was this coexistence, like granted they were persecuted and stuff, but outside of that, if you go back to the Old Testament, you'll always see these interactions and business transactions, actually. I think it was Solomon who got some of the, the tools or some of the resources that he needed uh, when he was building the temple, maybe. I know David um, had gotten some of the resources that he needed, but I think also Solomon had some transactions. Was it David? Not even David, but there was definitely one of the kings of Israel who had some transactions with people who weren't Christians. And it was, a, it was why, why would we not interact or transact with the world around us when we have the ability to influence others with our behavior. I just don't understand that. So I'm so glad that you're bringing that to the table. It's very important. Yeah, I think this is, you know, people think that you have to, um, you know, do a lot of work to be an entrepreneur. And this last year, I can say I disagree with that. Mm. I think you have to really shut the outside world out and really kind of get with God and say like, like I prayed four to five months last year, every day, God, what three things will you have me do today? And I rebuilt a business that looked like nothing that I would have even created. Like, I went from literally helping entrepreneurs to personal finance. And I remember being like, God, this ain't really what I want to do. Like my background is in accounting. Like, let me, you know, get some CFO services together. <laughs> like I could be rich right now. Like, but that really wasn't what I was called to do. Yeah. I was called to get their attention because the reality is women entrepreneurs, especially black women, are the leading um, statistic of women who are going to be millionaires. And so if we have that kind of power and money behind us, I think my calling was really, you need to help them to keep some of it. Mm. Mm. That's and good. so I had That's to good. get in front of entrepreneurs because they are the ones who, you know, we don't realize just women in general, how valuable and how powerful our spending dollar is. Mm. Yep. That's good. So, so now I, you got spending power and you got dollars behind you. So we have to learn to keep some of it. Just a little bit. That's I'm good. getting excited. Little bit. So I'm going to stop. Go, Chris. Go, <laughs> on, Chris. go Just on. a little bit. I want to go back to a comment that you made before about changing the way we think about money. It's a tool and not something else. And so, uh, you know, we hear all the time, you know, like money is the root of all evil. And, you know, you get, if you get a lot of money, then, you know, you'll go bad or, you know, having a lot of money is not right. good. You know, all the <laughs> stuff or whatever, you know, there's a lot of misquoted information. <laughs> you know, First Timothy talks about this, you know, they always talk about, you know, you know, the, the root of money is all evil. Evil is the root of all money, or however they say money it. Money is the root of all money evil, is which is a misstatement. It says so in the Bible. <laughs> That's not what it says, actually, but... 
And that's that is my point. So that's what they say. And I that let's talk about that. And so the problem with our money mindset is that we have a lot of borrowed beliefs. We have people telling us money is the root of all evil. It's in the Bible, right? And so it stops there. No one really goes back to see, okay, well, what does the full scripture say? That's right. And then they would be informed that what you just told me wasn't true, right? Then we have parents who grand whose parents, whose then parents grew up in an era where Scarcity was a real thing. Like, let's not say that it wasn't. So scarcity right. was a real thing, but they still held on to those same beliefs, attitudes, and habits when that scarcity was no longer a, a real, a vital thing, right? And so now we're still holding on to those beliefs, even though I can, food was a scarcity back then. Food isn't a scarcity right now. I can have food delivered to my front door, but we're still holding on to those same mindsets. And then we're wondering why we aren't further ahead or we're wondering why money is so uncomfortable to us. Well, we've been programmed and conditioned to not want to have it. The rich people are like this. Well, if the rich people are like this, would you want to be rich even though you want money? No. And so what happens? You develop this subconscious mindset that I don't want to be rich even though I want money. So every time I get money, I'm going to sabotage it because I really don't want it. Like that. Because like, it makes me bad. And then people, my family's going to be bad. You know, they. Yeah. Um, or I don't want money because I'm going to have to pay taxes. Well, sweetheart, you're going to pay taxes anyway. So I'd rather be rich paying more taxes than poor paying taxes. Or my favorite is, you know, people are going to think bad of me. People think bad of you now. Be rich. Oh, stop. Give me five. Can we get a, a virtual five? <laughs> yes. five, five ten, be rich. <laughs> so, but we have these. We The root is we want to be accepted, right? Right. But the problem is to be accepted, we have to conform to what we think other people think of us. But the reality is you have to understand what money is to you. Money is just a tool to help you sustain your lifestyle. It is just a form of currency. You give money and you work hours, you get money for this product services, you work hours and you get money in exchange. Then you go back and you have the money and you give it to someone else for their products or services. It is just a tool. It is just currency. It is nothing more, nothing less. Money isn't going to make you bad or evil or, um, you know, any of those things if you weren't already those things. Okay, girl, look, Chris, you want to jump in first? Go ahead. Go ahead, because I got a couple things too. Go ahead, Chris. Okay, so I was, I was in my mind, because, you know, I'm, I'm the front, I'm the one that's thinking, processing. Uh, you know, when you, when you have money, people are always thinking, okay, well, if I have a lot of money, then the people around me not going to want to hang out with me no more, or I'm afraid that I'm going to start to be snobbish. But if that's already in your spirit, it's going to come out. <laughs> it's, just manifest, right? it's, it's just manifest. It's like detoxing when you detox. You know, you're just like, wait a second, why do I feel so bad? It's because all this stuff is inside of you that you don't realize it is coming out in your muscles yes. and you begin to feel it physiologically. Yes. So come on, that's that's a heart matter and a heart overhaul overhaul that you, you need yeah. to go back to getting back to your identity <laughs> in Christ. That's what that is, because the scripture says the love of money, money. the love yes. of the love of anything other than Christ himself. 
yes. is idolatry. And he's and, and you are warned not to idolize money. You find yourself doing some bad things when you begin to idolize money, okay? Yeah. Yep. And I think there's nothing with wanting to have money. Like mm -hmm. I don't you know, I know a lot of Christians who take this vow of poverty that, you know, I have to be a servant or I have to, you know, give everything away. And I think that's a mindset shift that needs to be talked about, too. I can be of service and still sell to you. I can be of service and still help yes. other people. But yeah. that doesn't mean I, I have to do it poor or I have to do it. Um, at a level where I can't charge my value. Notice I okay. didn't say my worth. I said my value. My like we can have the things that we want. I'm with money as the tool, right? But you have to understand that you can have those things, and it's not a either or. Like I'm good. If I don't have money, I'm the greatest thing. But if I have money, I'm bad. Or I'm bad because I don't have money. So therefore, other people who have money are good. It Money doesn't have anything to do with you. Can I just say that when you work on your money mindset, it is never about money. It is always about you. Always. <laughs> always. Okay. It has nothing to do with money. It is only yeah. how you interpret money and how you feel with money. That's all it is. So half of the unprogramming is how you feel about you as a wealthy woman or a woman with money. The other half is how do you handle money in a way that feels good to you? People want money. People want to save. But the moment they start saving, they get very uncomfortable because having overflow more than enough makes them uncomfortable. Why? Because having money is bad. It all goes back to those beliefs. Hold on a second. We got a couple things we got to address here. And, yes. and guess what, Takesha? I'm just putting the ask out now. Would you mind coming back to finish and, and, and to do another segment with us? Absolutely. Because we have praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you. So <laughs> two things here that you said. I'm going to go back to, to it. And then we also have a question or two in, in, the, in the chat. I want to show how to kind of reframe your thoughts, though. Okay. Because we have to get to that. That's, I think, one of the key things that um, is vital in learning how to kind of become aware of what your thoughts are and then how to process that negative and make it into a positive. All right, I'll throw this out real quick. Just mm -hmm. to just to echo what you said and put it into plain uh, stained glass, which is like scriptural and 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 uh, verse language. You said that. Um, you know, you get the money and the money makes the economy go around because I get it. I spend somewhere else that person spends elsewhere. But that's the whole goal. When you're in kingdom and you receive money, it comes to you to go through you. Yeah. It is not about holding on to it and hoarding it. There is more. Our father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. There's more than enough of where it came from. Yeah. OK. And so I, I'm glad you said that. And then the other thing was just thinking about the group think dynamic. Group think, you know, when you will go along with people, even though you know you shouldn't, and it ends up being disastrous, which mm -hmm. is, you know, group think is a uh, psychological phenomena, but it's very important that you align yourself, will partner with yourself, get your mindset straight, but also partner with the right community, okay? Yeah. Hen don't hang out with hens because hens can't even fly that high. Hens <laughs> cannot fly, but so high. Eagles, they soar. So, so you have to choose you know wisely who you align yourself with and if you need help and instruction about that just read the book of proverbs okay go ahead <laughs> so um i think if you are and 
this goes with any any thought belief you know we talk ourselves out of more profitable things than we probably mm. actually put out into the world but if you have these negative thoughts and i understand that sometimes we don't know that they're negative we don't know that they're limiting but if you have this desire let's just say that this desire to live in a better house to operate in a different way to view yourself in a different way you hold that vision and when those thoughts come up that kind of contradict that vision you talk those doubts down mm. and how do you do that you say is this true if it's not true what's the new belief that i want to have and then you get new experience behind it have i seen someone else do this have i seen someone else successful at this who do i admire who does this but what if you have the thought the belief that is true and when you say is this true and you're like yeah it is true what's the new narrative i want to give it yes what's the new narrative i want to give it and then from there what's that experience how can i change that experience a lot of times we think we have to do a lot of like soul searching and getting to the root of things no you can simply decide that i'm not going to think like this i'm not going to operate operate like this i'm not going to show up like this and decide to just change it like that's how powerful our minds are like have you ever heard of like the women who are like they had all of the symptoms of being pregnant, but they were never pregnant. That's how powerful our mind is. We can create, be, do, have whatever it is that we like. And I think like, you know, if you are really serious, go on a seven day journey to say, okay, God, what are we going to co-create together yeah. in seven days? And really listen to what he says and not be scared to do the things that he says, even if they don't make sense. Because they won't make sense. They won't. Because he's giving you pieces, and we want the full plan. We want, we want the whole plate. And it, yeah. it, you know, scriptures talk about prophesying in part. Everybody gets a part, but yeah. you're not going to get the whole. And that's what I no. love about God. He's so mysterious, but it's charming. <laughs> yes, and we're like, I need to know the whole plan. I need to know that this is going to work. But he's like, just do the one thing that I told you. Amen. Right? Can you do yeah. that? Can you do, do that? that part? Yeah. <laughs> See, first of all, you already told us to cast out every imagination that exalts itself above God. So you have to have the knowledge of the word of God, understanding what he's already told you about your identity, your inheritance, what you can have and who you are. And when those lies come up, you have to choose, which God is so sweet that he gives you the ability to choose every time, yeah. whether or not you're going to listen to that or redirect. To yeah. build, you know, a, a, that new identity, and that's you know, training the mind and neuroplasticity. But we'll talk about that in another podcast. Okay, <laughs> all right, that's some good stuff right there. But I, okay, we're down to our last minute. How many questions do we have? I see one in there. One at least, yeah. You want to let's bring that one in. So this yeah, is she says, outside of Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, and five hundred three Bs, where should we be placing our money in the security level? That's good. So I think. Like I said, it's all about, you know, what is comfortable for you. Security to me, I'm a single mom. So security to me, um, you know, outside of the 401ks is my savings account. Why? Because that that's what makes me secure. Secure. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so everyone will have different levels of what their security is. I want 
money in the bank account because to me, you know, some people don't agree. They're like, you know, you should invest it. Well, this COVID economy told me that, you know, I can lose money in my investments, which I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, real estate isn't as foolproof mm -hmm. because people aren't paying, which they aren't. So, <laughs> you know, good old hard cash is, is still a, a great thing. So yeah. I want money in the bank account because that also allows me the opportunity and the freedom to do what I want. That's awesome. And we, we're almost, we are out of time. That's just to be honest. <laughs> we, we are out of time. But I like what you said because when I redid my vision for the next five years, you know, I realized through more research, spending time with God, I was I, I don't usually take traditional routes to investing. So 401k, things of that nature. But he we had a discussion about what investing looks like for Katrina and where my dollars need to go. And I've been doing what he's told me to do, investing, how he put, yeah. how, you know, and the increase is coming. It's happening now. I'm like blown away. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So I think, like you said, have that, know what's needed for you um, and what, what security looks like for you. Trust that. And then I know um, if you have that that relationship in, in prayer life, definitely seek answer from answers from the Lord because God might tell you, look, don't put your hope or trust in any of those things right now. Get out. Yeah. Run. <laughs> yeah. Run. I, I think if you, and there is nothing wrong with diversifying at mm -hmm. all. And I think people are led, you know, the finance planner is going to tell you to invest in the economy and, you know, in the stock market, the real estate guru is going to tell you to invest in real estate, but you have to kind of say, what is it that I need at this moment? Mm. And then find the person who can help you do those things. Yeah, but great. I think that's part of the problem. We don't trust that we know that we're going to make the right decision sometimes. Mm. Oh, we're going to cut right there. We're going right. to cut right okay. there. Oh. We're going to cut right there. We're so sorry we're out of time. But you know what? We do have we do have three giveaways, and we're not going to give them all away today because uh, actually, we you want to give them all away today, Chris, because Takesha's going to come back, and we can give, give some two more. Two of them need to be given away Let's today. Let's give two away. Okay. Two um, of them do because the class is on Saturday. Yes, okay. absolutely. And so uh, Takesha actually has resources available for purchase, but Kingdom Kinesis is going to sponsor two of um, our guests, our audience members, our followers to receive to yep. what one of one each of those resources. And so, then I'm throwing I'm gifting another one. So there's three things to give away. Yes, Yay. yes. So, um, you know, First of all, I think Ewan Nikki Moore Hawkins asked a very good question. So we definitely would like to um, gift her yes. with one of those resources. Can you tell, talk a little bit about both resources so they can choose okay. what they'd like? Okay, so um, the first one is I am doing um, on Saturday the 9th at 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, a workshop and the workshop, the whole purpose behind the workshop is because I feel like COVID has gotten us into this state of, you know, we may have been in our comfort zone before mm -hmm. and now we've been at home for five, six weeks. And so we're a little bit more comfortable now, but now is the time for us to kind of break out of that comfort zone and take action. Why? Because outside is going to be opening up soon. And so it's a 
hour plus masterclass. We're going to talk about how to release some of your negative um, limiting beliefs. We're going to talk about how to redefine who you are, what areas of your life, whether it's spirituality or um, relationships, finances that you need to work on in terms of what you want out of the next 90 days and coming up with an action plan to do this. And we're going to have live coaching, hot seat, um, music is just an opportunity to kind of wake back up and build that community. Um, because it's time to literally get back to work. Even no. if you aren't working, it's time to physically, mentally, spiritually, financially wake back up because no. outside is going to be open soon. And you want to be on the other side of coming out of this with some type of plan in the next 90 days versus just coaxing through it, yep. period. Um, and then the other one is 20 keys to mindset mastery. So last year I spent about mm, a couple thousand dollars on really kind of working with a lot of coaches to help me kind of understand how to do this personal finance thing, how to do personal development. And so that was me kind of sharing some of my favorite techniques. So one of them is, you know, building that spiritual practice back up, connecting back to God. What is your financial goals? What does the you know new version of you look like? And kind of trusting your intuition again um, and creating that self, I call it self-faith. Um, you know, knowing that any decision that you make is the right decision at that time, even if mm -hmm. it is the wrong quote lesson um, that you're going to take from that. So it's 20 of my favorite kind of, practices, tools, affirmations. It also comes with a forgiveness um, meditation because I think self-forgiveness is very mm -hmm. much overlooked. Um, yeah. And that's $20 and 20 cents. I, I love it. And, and I love how you talk about the fact that you're going to cover failing forward. People yeah. think when you fail, you're supposed to take, no. go back and fail forward, you know, and you learn yeah. and you just keep moving. So I you love that. That's moving. great. So we um, at Kingdom Kinesis, we have the three P's of partnership, um, partnering with God, partnering, partnering with self. And there's another partnership that we really discuss a lot. So first person that can put what that third partnership is in our, um, our in the chat will be our winner for the second giveaway. What is the third P for our partnership um, here? Partnership principles at Kingdom Kinesis. So the first is partnering with God. We have partnering with self. And then the third one. Come on, ladies. Acres. So I just want to thank you, ladies, for having me on. I am excited. This oh, is this good, is, good conversation. It is good conversation. This is like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> like this is some good stuff right here i love it i love it so we have any takers we need to change that question we don't have any takers yet we're gonna we only give them a little bit while maybe just give them a little bit. Maybe. 10 9 5 <laughs> 4 <laughs> so it's partnership with community so always partner with god partner with self and partner with community but in terms of, you know, what we believe in and the movement that we discuss, you know, kingdom movement for kingdom women, if someone could type in the, the, the chat box what that means for them and how they use some of the tools and resources that we provided for them, that'd be great. Just a quick snippet. Let's see who's up. It's good. 
because I'm about to gift myself and I'll be there with you on Saturday. What time Saturday morning? <laughs> 11, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's 12 this my is time. My, I've always wanted to do a workshop, um, but I am an introvert, so I would never want to plan it. I would never want to network with people. I would never want to do those things. So I'm like, I'm going to do it in the house where people can like just come on and do my own version, my own way and no rules. Just let's kind of wake up and like take action, awake in action. But it's called Selfish Saturday. So um, I used to I have it. this thing where on Saturdays, that was the one day that moms or, you know, just women in general can say, this is the one day that I'm going to dedicate back to my self-care. And whatever that self-care was, whether it was, you know, reading a book, a glass of wine, going outside without the kids, like whatever that was, that was your day that you would commit to doing something special for you. Because we always take care of other people. So right. um, it was funny that, you know, it came back to me um, from last year. Chris, how are we doing over there? No, no one's no one said anything yet. I think they're like, what's going on? What's going yeah, on? I think they're coming to the end of it. Yeah. Because we're like well over um by 10 minutes, by nine minutes at this point in time. Yeah. So this is what I think we should do. Chris, you got any ideas before I start yapping my big mouth? Yeah, we can just post it in the chat, give people a few minutes to think about, give them a question, think about it, let them come in. And or do something like why they want why they want it why yeah. do they want, why, why uh, want yeah because there's one of each at this point so financial personal development why you want it yeah and say you'll give them to the end of the day yeah to put it in there so this yeah. is hilarious somebody just texted me and gave me uh, uh, they said, this is how you should approach it, but don't put my name in there. What? <laughs> <laughs> so that person who texted me, thank you for texting me. But you got to put it in the chat. <laughs> but you got to put it in the chat. <laughs> if it is if it's not in the chat, chat, it never happens. It never happens. It never happens. That's hilarious. But this I, is one of I, the I, things that I think you know, when it comes to money, we always want to kind of be behind the scenes and mm -hmm. not talk mm -hmm. about it. But not talking about it is also what the is what the problem is. Right. Um, right. We're all going through some type of financial change with COVID, whether that change is, you know, minor or major. It affected everybody from the person who lost their job to the millionaires who are making more. It yes. affected everybody everyone's life is changed you know right. it's not just a u.s thing it's a worldwide thing and so we're not in this alone this is true awesome well you want to know something here's the thing i think so far Iwaniki has uh, we can we can chris you said we can put something in the the, the chat right yeah we, we will we will put something in the chat we'll and share it out to to and give them to the end of the day and they say yeah. And another day today, but we but have that's the thing they have to watch it. The people who are putting it in have watched it to know what that question is. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, guys, we we got to stop. We're ten minutes over, twelve minutes over, and we pride ourselves on half an hour, half an hour. <laughs> so, Takesha, we want to thank you so much for stopping by tonight. It's 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 
round one. We got to do part two we now. <laughs> so you got to come back as soon as possible. We'll, we'll make it happen. But we certainly would like to thank all of our followers for tuning in. Please share, 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 share. Takesha shared great information tonight. And we yeah. still have a lot more to discuss. I keep just, saying tonight like it's Wednesday at 8. We just scratched the surface. We just scratched the surface, <laughs> yes. y'all. We going deeper. So don't forget, she has Selfish Saturdays this Saturday at 12 o'clock Eastern, mm -hmm. 11 o'clock Central. Um, time. So I think we put a um, link up to that information. So if you're interested and you're thinking about joining, please do. Um, I will do my best to be there as well because I, I, I need that. It would be great to develop myself in that way. And um, we will see you very soon. To everyone else, yeah. we look forward to seeing you on Sunday the 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. It's Mother's Day, but we got a special guest coming in. We're bringing in family to just sit down and talk. If you are a mother, <laughs> seriously, right? Because if you find yourself when you, where you are a mom this um, this Mother's Day or surrogate, doesn't matter if you if you function as a mom or you function as a motherless mom, right? Someone who um, Mother's Day might sometimes be bittersweet because you have children or a child, but at the same time, you don't have your mother with you any longer. And we definitely have a guest who falls into both categories. She's a motherless mom. She's gonna come and share some insight on her journey as one. So Mother's Day is all about moms and it's very appealing to everyone. So guys, we'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys. Thank right. you. Bye. Bye-bye.